I think you should be able to call out whoever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. I barely know how to use Zoom, man. I'm a retard, so, yeah. Well, that makes two of us. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get it to open. That's why it's 6.14 and not 6 o'clock here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, great uh, when uh, we meme tarts uh, start... uh, like uh, trying to do some shit so yeah always great man we have very very few things that we're like really good at and then everything else we're completely fucking retarded (laughs) that's true man (laughs) so you call it so tony joining us from uh what will at some point in the near future be russia um yeah yeah How's are you calling us from the future too, right? It's Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, yeah, it's uh, around midnight now. So, yeah, Uh, a future for you. Yeah. I mean, what you said, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's uh, funny times we are are living in, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking clown world, man complete fucking clown world and the same exact shit is happening again that happened with the last with all the covid hysteria like fucking bt did like a, a great divide over covid and the same you're watching the same shit play out all over again i don't know anybody honestly, cares honestly i feel like uh, it's uh, kind of uh, like uh, it's gotten to another level it's uh, like uh, uh, regarding covid like uh, when it started uh, i had the feeling there was a lot of people on bitcoin twitter that uh, right away called out bullshit although there was a lot of alarmists and uh, stuff but uh, with, with this uh, ukraine russia stuff uh, on at least uh, that was my feeling on bitcoin twitter like uh, most of people just suddenly lost their minds and went tape shit straight away. I, and uh, this, I mean, maybe I have a different perspective, you know, because I'm here in Croatia and <clears throat> I followed uh, this stuff that was happening uh, since uh, even before 2014, you know. But uh, the war there has been going on for eight years before before now, and everyone lost their minds now because uh, Russia went in, and uh, this obviously is uh, outrageous, and uh, people are gonna react. But uh, I was totally surprised that uh, by the total reaction, like. I don't know what to say, man. Like, it's a deep discussion, so I don't know where to go with it. (laughs) It was bad here. Like, I don't know. I had a moment yesterday where I was just like, like, it was my kid's birthday yesterday, right? And my mother came over my house at night to, like, bring him a cake and some presents or whatever. And, like, listening to my mother talk 
like she left and I just looked at my wife. I'm like, how the fuck am I related to these people? Like <laughs> how she's just like, she was the biggest COVID alarmist. Like, Oh my God. Like the kind of person that like washed your groceries with fucking Purell and shit. It was so weird. And she came over last night and she's like, Oh, you know, I just, it's just been really tough. I've been watching, you know, the demise of the Ukraine on TV every night. And I was just like, why? Like, why? Why fucking come home from your day and just fill your head with that shit? Why? Like, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I wouldn't say that to her because she's my mother and I have like a line of respect with my mother, right? I'm not one of those people that like would talk to their their mother that way. But in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why? She's so, you can see it like over the last two years, just like wearing on her. Like all the shit going on with COVID just really wearing on her. And now with the Ukraine shit, I fucking pulled out of my driveway this morning. My neighbor has like seven Ukraine flags in his front lawn. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like nobody cared about Ukraine two weeks ago. And like you said, this shit isn't new. Like Ukraine's been a dumpster fire for years. And nobody gave a shit. And then all of a yeah, sudden you I mean, have somebody that you can paint as fucking, you know, they paint Putin like Hitler. I don't know. It blows yeah. my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, he's not, uh, de- he definitely isn't a good guy. <laughs> I think uh, most people will agree on that. But a man like uh, this, this shit like is... Uh, this is complex shit that uh, goes back to the Second World War, you know, and uh, it's uh, a lot of stuff uh, that you have to process to even begin to understand it. And they, uh, but uh, the corporate media, like, uh, just goes into the, the most uh, sup- superficial stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you if you just say like. Uh, uh russia invaded ukraine now and uh, you have to lose your head now yeah obviously everyone is gonna lose their head i mean uh, uh, take into account uh, everything i'm saying uh, i'm a fucking retard so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just talking from my perspective uh, don't uh, like <laughs> this is financial uh, advice yeah, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> like uh, financial advice for retards talking about wars or some shit. I don't know, man. Like, uh, it's uh, t- totally uh, mind-boggling to me how they can just switch uh, from narrative to narrative uh, in the media. And uh, uh, when all of this started... Uh, uh, obviously, everyone was shocked uh, that uh, Russia invaded the Ukraine. But, uh, and uh, already when I'm saying, but like uh, I have a feeling myself, uh, like I'm uh, trying to make uh, some uh, like excuses or some shit. Uh, it, it's, 
it, uh, I, I think it isn't a, an excuse, but uh, it, it's uh, you have to understand the, the history behind it and what was happening before. And uh, I think uh, the media uh, does a terrible job uh, doing that, and they just uh, create total hyster hysteria. And uh, uh, what is happening now, like uh, we are 10 days into this shit or something like that. And when you listen to the media, they don't offer solutions, man. They just, like, I have a feeling uh, like... Uh, uh, on uh, Twitter and on all social media, I have a feeling like uh, people are just uh, cheering this on and uh, uh, taking sides like uh, Ukraine, Russia. Uh, uh, they want to be a part of one side or the other. And it's totally like weird to me what is happening because uh, I am from Croatia, for example, and uh, I experienced war. I uh, I was I mean I was a kid, but uh, I saw what was happening, and uh, <laughs> I saw the consequences uh, that happened from war years after, you know. And uh, this is not uh, nice stuff. Uh, during war and after it that happens so uh, it's just it's, bullshit. Uh, we... it's a bunch of people who have it it's classic you know as an american <laughs> it's classic american media right it's like oh we need to go do something but when you say we you mean other people should go over there and do something because you're not going to leave the comforter of your life to jump on a plane and go fight in the Ukraine. Like, you know, the shit they don't talk about is like, you know, four times more pe more veterans die from suicide than die in combat. Like, that's the kind of shit that people should be thinking about before they're so fast to just be like, we should send troops over there. Okay, well, the, the last result of us sending troops somewhere is four times as many of them killed themselves when they got home than died in combat. So you're going to send them over there and we're going to have all these fucking people that die and all these people that have all these mental health issues and all this shit because you want a virtue signal? Yeah, but man, like, uh, uh, this is not the same shit like uh, sending troops uh, to Afghanistan or something like that. You know, if you... Because Ukraine government is... Uh, uh, asking of NATO and Western countries to impose a no-fly zone. I mean, if you if you if you will do that, like it's a, a declaration of war towards Russia, which is a nuclear nuclear uh, power, you know, and uh, that's a totally different level of uh, conflict uh, than. I don't know, going, uh, uh, then uh, waging uh, some proxy war somewhere, you know? Personally, so, I don't think that shit's ever going to happen. That's my yeah, opinion. I, yeah, the, my opinion is also that it's, it's not going to happen. But, you know, I believe that uh, direct conflict uh, is not going to happen because... Uh, 
uh, however crazy some statements and uh, shit uh, from these people are, uh, I don't think they will ever even go into direct conflict, you know. And even if they go into direct conflict, uh, shit has to get uh, totally desperate before any of that option. So, but anyway, my my point was uh, like uh, it's totally unrealistic, you know, uh, from uh, Ukraine government to uh, ask uh, them to impose uh, the no-fly zone because they would have to. Uh, shoot at uh, Russian airplanes, and that's a declaration of war. And uh, uh, if uh, that happens, I mean, it's a, a totally... Uh, I don't know what the media is doing. because I'm totally surprised by all this shit because uh, it seems to me like uh, everyone uh, just uh, is cheering this on and uh, just wants uh, uh, like uh, Ukrainian civilians to to die or some shit because obviously Ukraine can't uh, uh, can't uh, confront Russia in terms of military so and obviously NATO isn't going to get involved so uh, anybody who is uh, like virtue signaling or some shit, uh, it's weird to me because you have to uh, be realistic about this and uh, uh, think about what the best solution is. And for me, the best solution is to get to peace as soon as possible. And yeah, it's uh, fucked up for Ukraine because it's uh, geopolitics, man. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, the best thing is uh, peace as soon as possible and uh, they will have to agree like uh, Crimea is Russian and uh, these uh, separatist regions uh, that Russia uh, accepted as uh, like uh, sovereign states or whatever will be that and uh, that's it. I, I don't know what's the goal and goal, but yeah some shit like that will have to happen and they will have to accept it yeah it's it's the the latest fear porn is what it is the world is so i mean at least the western world is so addicted to like being told to be afraid for whatever reason that may be and if you all you got to do is look back i mean where the the media is always spinning things into a constant state of panic no matter what it is like it's always been that way my whole fucking life has been that way there's never been a time where they're just like yep everything's good in the world there's peace go about your life be happy don't worry about anything like it's always you need to be afraid of this this is why the government exists because we need to protect you from this and it's just it's fucking fear porn and it's so exhausting to just like once you realize what it is, it's so exhausting to listen to the, the latest narrative. And then you bump into people who like even prior to COVID, like I bumped into people I was friends with prior to COVID. And since like all the COVID hysteria and now all the shit going on with Ukraine, like you bump into them and it's like it's the first words out of their mouth. Like not, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? How's life? It's oh, have you seen all the stuff about Ukraine? Bro, who the fuck cares? <laughs> who cares you live on the other side of the globe why do you give a fuck like i i don't 
it's this weird like America Captain Savaho shit that like the all these people that virtue signal just feel like you know America needs to step in and do this and America needs to step in and do that and it's like our fucking economy and our country is in such horrible shape like how about we focus on ourselves and stop worrying about all the other shit in the world like, why don't we report and, and do news on some shit that actually fucking matters to people who live here? It just, I don't know. It blows my fucking mind. I didn't want to spend a whole fucking episode talking about Russia. I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, but uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously inevitable because it's uh, last 10 days or some shit like that. It's like uh, the main team and you can't escape it so yeah i mean we got dan held we can we can always just send send dan held over yeah definitely Uh, we you you always need a good termite expert so (laughs) yeah he's given urban warfare uh workshops from what i hear to the locals in ukraine yeah uh i mean uh We'll see how it develops, but uh, yeah, I I see potential in uh, Dan Held in Ukraine. <laughs> oh God, our very own Rambo! I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> yeah, man, like uh, that uh, that guy can help himself with his takes. So I mean, yeah. it's it's the whole. <clears throat> It's the whole circle jerk as a whole, though. Like, you know, Dan Held, Peter McCormick. Like, why (laughs) do you... I don't understand why you think that because you have a certain amount of followers on Twitter, like, your opinion fucking matters about shit that you have zero expertise in. You're just, like, throwing in your three cents. Especially Peter McCormick. Like, you went from being, like, a statist cuck for fucking COVID to like a status cuck for the Ukraine shit. And it just like, why are you even talking about this? You you have a Bitcoin podcast. Like, why are you putting out your fucking, you know, <laughs> telling people to go fucking stand with Ukraine? Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know because uh, like I'm blocked uh, by McCormick and uh, I maybe saw one screenshot or some shit, but yeah. Holy shit, I, I you caught a McCormick block? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> wow. He won't block me. I don't under, I, I don't know. He won't fucking block me. I don't get it. He's never blocked a single account that I've had, and he follows the podcast page, which is super you know, weird. You know, a, a weird thing about, like, uh, McCormick is uh, uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, in at the end of uh, 2018, I, I listened uh, to his podcast a lot because he had some good guests, but I always... Uh, I couldn't stand the guy as soon as uh, I started listening to him because he seemed uh, really arrogant to me. And uh, but uh, I listened a lot because he had good guests. And uh, about I don't know maybe uh, half a year I was listening to him. And then uh, I started 
I think I joined Twitter uh, in that period and then I started uh, seeing his takes and shit and I couldn't stand the guy and stopped listening to him. And when uh, COVID hit, like, uh, and his uh, statist views uh, on uh, everything, uh, I, he was the only person on Twitter I blocked. And uh, I mean, I only block uh, like ads and scammers. Uh, and he was the only person I blocked, like straight up blocked. And uh, I, I didn't even meme him back then or anything. I just uh, didn't want to see his views or anything. And uh, uh, after a while, like uh, I unblocked him and uh, I saw uh, again the same shit uh, that I was seeing before. And then I started uh, memeing him. And that was that period where we made those uh, uh, podcast memes and shit. Like uh, uh, there was a what Bitcoin did uh, meme template uh, podcast. Like uh, and and we made uh, a bunch of memes. And then uh, he blocked me because of those memes. So yeah, that was it. He's yeah. He just I don't know. I don't understand the like bad takes, just consistent bad takes. And just I don't know. He just always seems to like I don't know. Yeah. Pandemic of the unvaccinated man. That's he, it. And it's just <laughs> annoying because he always like puts himself in like the latest happening of Bitcoin, like a kind of like a traditional journalist. You know what I mean? I feel like uh I feel like this is just my take, but I feel like when you run a podcast, like your opinion should be like on things that have happened. Uh, if you're going to talk about things other than Bitcoin and like to inject like all the shit that went down in El Salvador, that dude had no fucking the, the this is my opinion, but the Bitcoin becoming legal tender in El Salvador would have had so much more like impact and been so much more widely talked about if they had a, like a decent real journalist talk to the president when it happened instead of fucking Peter McCormick and ripped jeans and a Metallica t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. But yeah, he is uh, here for his own clout, not uh, for Bitcoin. Bring so... your girlfriend to introduce her to the president of the fucking El Salvador. Like. <laughs> What? Yeah, I, I, I got to take uh, the opportunity to take advantage of that uh, historic moment for Bitcoin to promote himself, man. Did you That's see the? It. Did you see the other day when? Uh, did you see that he's going on the Meme Factory podcast? No, no. <laughs> so Greg posted some shit from. Uh, the meme factory page about how they didn't have a guest and who should they have on because they have a gap in their schedule for some oh, reason. Oh, actually, actually, I, I think I saw some tweets, but uh, I didn't know what was that about, uh, but uh, it was because I'm blocked, so I can't see his tweets. <laughs> so uh, I, I tagged Peter McCormick and I was like, <laughs> like, he was like, who should I have on? And I tagged Peter McCormick and fucking Peter McCormick answers. He's like, 
fine, let's do it. Oh my god. <laughs> so he's going on the Meme Factory podcast, and yeah, you're welcome, Greg, for fucking grenading your career. <laughs> Hans went completely batshit. Yeah, I've been. I, I love Hans, man. Like he's. Uh, he's. Uh, he he doesn't give a fuck. Like uh, whoever it is, he is gonna give his opinion absolutely. And uh, I love that in people in people in this space. I mean, like, but uh, especially people like uh, like Hans. Yeah. But I think he has a, a bit of uh, unhealthy obsession, especially with uh, Peter <laughs> McCormick. But uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's nice to see people in Bitcoin, uh, some that are still like this. So, yeah. I See, I'm glad you said that, right? So, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I feel like there's this fucked up perception that happens where people are like, oh, I'm a Bitcoin maxi. And because I'm a Bitcoin maxi, unless you believe exactly what I believe in the way that I believe it, then we're not friends and I'm going to block you, which I think is fucking retarded. Like that's how you put yourself in an echo chamber. Like me and Hans are a perfect example, right? Like me and Hans do not get along about a lot, a lot of like individual topics, but I have a lot of respect for Hans because he's willing to like stand his ground and have his opinion. Yeah. He doesn't just like man. take on the opinion, like the popular opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, how can you respect people who just uh, have an opinion because someone said it? You can't have uh, respect for those kind of people, man. I mean, you can uh, like uh, tolerate them, but uh, respect, I mean, uh, you know, you have respect for someone who stands up for himself and that's it. Yeah. At least from from my perspective, at least. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I don't, a lot of my people I consider friends that I don't agree with 100% of their views on everything. But I think it's important to like have people in your circle that can question what you may think about a particular subject because it, it makes you think. It doesn't just make you accept a certain narrative because it's a popular narrative, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I, most of my friends, uh, I disagree with them in a bunch of stuff, and uh, we always uh, discuss stuff when uh, we meet. So we discuss stuff, and uh, uh, in most of cases, we just agree to disagree. But uh, you know, we we get the, through debates. And I think it's important to have debates. And that's uh, the thing with this uh, latest uh, trend uh, in the last uh, couple of years with this uh, uh, cancel culture and uh, all the bullshit. Uh, I mean, uh, people used to uh, be able to talk uh, like men and disagree and uh, at the end uh, have a beer or something. And nowadays, like it's uh, i have a feeling uh, that 
if you disagree with someone on uh, some petty bullshit, uh, you are supposed to disown them or something. I don't know how people imagine life works in general. You you won't uh, agree with uh, anyone 100%. So it's uh, all really weird to me. Yeah, it's... I mean, <clears throat> to me, there's a difference between somebody who is like a scammer and is wrong about something and they know they're wrong about something, but they lie about it anyway. Uh, as to like somebody that I just don't agree with, but they stand on their beliefs because they see the facts in a different light. That's those are two different like categories of people to me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, uh, and I think uh, that uh, uh, the main thing here is uh, the truth and uh, honesty. So if someone has an opinion and is honest, I don't have a problem with that. And uh, that's uh, great because then you can have a discussion. But uh, if, uh, like you said, uh, scamming, uh, scamming is... Uh, totally different stuff because you know uh, that uh, what you say isn't uh, truth but you say it anyway and uh, yeah that's uh, totally like uh, different <laughs> yeah look, the McCormick shit McCormick is a is a beautiful example of somebody who knows better but says dumb shit anyway like there's you know he plays the useful idiot like, oh, I'm so dumb, I don't know anything. But there's no fucking way that you've been in Bitcoin for whatever, five years or however long he's been around. And, you know, you're really close friends with like people like Jack Maulers and you don't understand how Bitcoin works. You, that's just bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no fucking way that that is reality. Like you play yeah. the, oh, I'm so stupid because people, people are like, oh, you know, the shitting on yourself to be a likable guy kind of fucking thing is just, I don't know. It's so fucking cringe. Yeah, I think uh, he plays uh, on, uh, like, uh, he's accessible to noobs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but so he, is this he, podcast. And this podcast, I, I don't have to fucking spend the whole time on the podcast talking like I'm fucking brain dead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. But, uh, like, uh, I think uh, he, uh, he uh, he likes this. Uh, um, he created uh, uh, a whole narrative uh, around it, like he's uh, accessible to noobs. So uh, if he is uh, accessible to them, he has to create uh, the narrative about it. Then that uh, Bitcoin is uh, uh, hard uh, to understand, and uh, it's uh, hard to run a node, you know, and. Uh, that's uh, total total bullshit for me because you're uh, the point uh, of a podcast, uh, at least in Bitcoin, which is a kind of a new space and uh, stuff. You would expect people to uh, who are coming into this space to uh, try and. Uh, eat things uh, or make things uh, dumb down uh, things for new people coming in 
and uh, instead of uh, doing that uh, to help self sovereignty of people he just uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, creates a narrative that it's too hard to do and that you end up uh, uh, holding your corn on uh, coinbase uh, or uh, BlockFi or something uh, I, I don't know what uh, after he shield Oh, your ledger. Something. Don't forget. Get yourself yeah. a ledger. Yeah, of course, man. It's fucking clown. I I don't know. I I don't believe in sponsorship like for anything where you're going to set up some kind of a platform and claim to have an unbiased opinion or claim to be at least be able to speak your mind. Uh, I think is total bullshit if you have sponsors. Sorry. Like, and some of my people, some of my friends run podcasts that have sponsors. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying this just because of people like McCormick, but once you accept money from an entity, whatever it may be, that now automatically limits what you're able to say automatic yeah yeah i agree man like uh, uh i wouldn't say it's so uh, like uh, i don't know uh transgressions a uh, transgression that you can't get over if you have uh sponsors but uh, i think people will if you listen to podcasts you, you will get uh get the sense uh, if someone is uh, shilling something because uh, they have a sponsor or uh, they are honest about it and uh, yeah but uh, anyway uh, the best thing is uh, if you are able to do it uh, do it without sponsors because then uh, you are uh, I don't know the English exact term, but uh, yeah, nobody can talk shit to you like uh, you are receiving uh, some payments and uh, shilling stuff. I so, yeah. Trust me, as somebody that has a podcast, I wrestle with that opinion all the time. Because like, of course, I want to just like, I want to approach companies that I like in the space and, you know, ask them if they'll sponsor the podcast or like accept sponsors when people reach out and want to sponsor the podcast. Of course I do. Like I spend, I spend time doing this, you know, time is money and all that. But at the same time, like I really, what it is for me is like, I have like, I like foundation devices, right? They make the passport. I love their hardware wallet. Um, I don't want them to sponsor the podcast because I don't want some crazy shit that I talk about on here, like come back as blowback against them. Yeah, you know sure. I mean? So like it's there's this this balance between like I don't want to be told that I can't say something and the companies that I don't think would tell me what I can and can't say. I don't want to feel like in my head like oh maybe i shouldn't say this because it's going to look bad on so and so that's associated with me 
Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, also, if you're not sponsored, you, you, you like to feel the freedom. Like if, if you want to uh, recommend something, uh, whether it's a hardware wallet or anything in this space, I mean, like you, you can do it. Uh, without people telling you like you did it because it's sponsored and shit and you you can do it because uh, you think it is the right way and that's it yeah like i can't if i was sponsored by a hardware wallet company i can't like if i was sponsored by foundation i can't come on and be like i like foundation but i really love seed signer seed signer is a great signing device you know what i mean because it's like (laughs) and the same way with like any you know anything else i can't take on a, a sponsorship from fucking wasabi and be like you know uh i've used them both and samurai is better like i, I wouldn't be able to say that if i was sponsored by their competition so it like that's what i mean when i say like it limits your ability to like be honest yeah yeah absolutely man agreed I think you should be able to call out whoever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, like uh, we do on Twitter, like us meme tarts. Yes. <laughs> I think it's important to remain free so you can shit post uh, the amount you want and uh, uh, not feel uh, complied to uh, run the narratives or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, so, I want to be able to talk yeah. about whoever I want, whenever I want, however I want. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Bitcoin is, uh, th- that's uh, what Bitcoin is about. So you have uh, fuck you money, you have uh, uh, fuck you expressions. If you don't like something, yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. I want the freedom to say, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, uh, and uh, on Twitter in general, like, uh, you have a feeling always that uh, people, uh, especially uh, when you see new accounts uh, coming through, you you, you see, like, uh, them uh, copying uh, tweets uh, from uh, six months ago or, uh, a year ago or some shit and uh, they all sound the same and uh, you see uh, them trying to, to become influencers and uh, stuff and uh, it's also lame and especially if you if you spend uh, a couple of years on Twitter and uh, see all this stuff uh, uh, repeating uh, and uh, accounts repeating each other yeah, it's it all becomes so cringe, man. The longer I'm on, the longer I understand people like Hans. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly. Like I get why he just tazzes about shit all the time because it's like you, I've you know you watch it, you watch it ha- happen uh, in reflection of price action. Price goes up. People who want to be influencers post things that get a lot of likes. And then, you know, we watched it happen with AH and we watched it happen with Laser Hoddle. And like, I'm just waiting yeah. for the next one to happen. You know what I mean? Like, 
You say all this yeah, beautiful get, get shit. Get on zero, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say all this great shit, and then like Bitcoin does what Bitcoin does, and then you're like nowhere to be found. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's kind of uh, wonderful what Bitcoin does because uh, it's uh, really hard to make a business on Bitcoin. I mean, you can uh, do a scammy business and uh, you'll last uh, a short while. And uh, what's wonderful to me is uh, it reflects a long time preference because uh, I have a feeling uh, anything related uh, to Bitcoin always uh, the long time preference uh, remains. And... uh, all this bullshit uh, and uh, people who uh, want to earn a bit of bucks uh, talking about Bitcoin or uh, do some scammy business or some shit. Yeah, they'll uh, do it for a bit, and uh, but uh, in the end, uh, they'll get uh, pushed out by the market. And uh, that's the beauty of it for me. Yeah, and I mean, I... You start to understand why all these other uh, projects happen on shitcoins because it's very easy to create a business that's profitable on a shitcoin because shitcoins are just casinos and they're all about taking people's money anyway. Whereas if you're going to build something on Bitcoin that's useful like you know most of the time besides people making donations to people that are building things like you have to do it because you really want that tool or that service to get out to the people for the right reasons like you're not doing it because you think there's going to be a 10 million dollar check at the end of the rainbow like the guy that i was i was talking to the guys in the chat about uh building something like a spotify or that odyssey thing that just i've seen recently on bitcoin and it's like (laughs) you have to look at that the more i thought about it in my head like you have to look at that like the guy who built all the code for spotify is a fucking millionaire (laughs) the guy who builds something similar in function but on bitcoin is not going to be a millionaire Like he's building yeah. it because it's a decentralized tool. He's not building it because he's going to sell ads and metadata to fucking Google. Yeah, man. Like uh, there was a tweet from uh, Steve Barbour uh, today. I shared it uh, in the chat. Uh, it was, uh, I think, uh, I don't want to misquote or something, but uh, it was uh, about this theme like uh, developers on Bitcoin will uh, work on something, uh, find a solution for the benefit uh, of the entire network. And nobody will give a shit, but uh, someone uh, comes in and uh, makes a price uh, graph uh, that uh, Bitcoin will, I don't know, pump uh, uh, to 500,000 next year. And everybody will cheer that on by newsletters and shit. And yeah, it's uh, 
total bullshit in this space uh, regarding that. Yep. That's... That should be, like, the number one thing I feel like anybody who's new to Bitcoin should know is if anybody you're talking to or following is trying to get money from you in order to help you understand Bitcoin, you're getting fucked. Yep. There's plenty. There's Although, way more information. might say you are against women if you say that. So I am against women. <laughs> I'm against uh, yeah, I'm against women. I'm a racist. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not a patriot because I said all those things about America at the beginning. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a Putin. I'm a Putin sympathizer. Yeah, I think we're basically most of us are Putin sympathizers because uh, we don't care about politicians and we don't give a fuck about wars. And uh, I mean, I say we, uh, I should say I, but yeah, I saw a lot of uh, sentiment that's uh, close to me. So, yeah, I mean, if you say that uh, right now, uh, the narrative right now will be your Putin uh, apologist or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Three months ago, you were a science denier. Now you're a Putin apologist. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. It's foolish. It's <laughs> it so will be inter- it will be interesting to see what will be in another three months or a year or some shit. Yeah, it's it's gonna be some shit like that, but it's gonna be different in terms of words, but same shit. Yeah, exactly. It'll be how I'm. It's just the how I'm better than you, bullshit. Like the it's the woke. Yeah, it's the world. You're not scared enough. You're not scared enough. You should be scared now. Why aren't you scared now? Right. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. And the whole thing, like people are like, oh, well, you know, Putin's a really bad guy. It's like, well, show me the leader of one first world country. That's not a bad guy. Exactly, man. There's no politician that leads a first world country that isn't a huge piece of shit. Absolutely. It's like, like in uh, the job description. To be a politician, you kind of got to be a huge piece of shit. Yeah, I'm, I made the meme, I think, uh, two or three days ago, uh, exactly about this. Like, uh, I put, uh, like, uh, a Ukraine headband uh, on an NPC, and uh, it was, uh, like, a meme with uh, four quadrants. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, first quadrant was uh, an NPC with a uh, Ukraine headband, and uh, 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 the next quadrant was uh, like uh, uh, the yes guy uh, from a meme. Yeah, uh, like uh, Chad, yes guy. And uh, uh, the third quadrant, uh, like uh, again, uh, Ukraine uh, NPC but uh, uh, with a mad look. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, the, the, uh, my idea was like, uh, uh, they put on these uh, Ukraine headbands and uh, uh, tell you, you have to support Ukraine uh, or uh, you're a Putin apologists and shit. And uh, the yes guy in the meme says, uh, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Zelensky is a cunt. Putin is a cunt. 
Biden is a cunt. So I don't give a fuck. Yes. And, and then he, he goes mad with his Ukraine headband. And the yes man just says, cry harder. And that's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what it is, though. Like, it, it's that's the beauty of memes, right? The beauty of memes is like this in you're looking at one image and in the 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 fucking minute it takes you to look at that image and like process the information on that image you get yeah. all the information that you need to get yeah man and that, that's why i like to give my opinion uh, through memes because uh, it uh, i have a feeling like uh, i express my opinion a lot better through memes uh, maybe because uh, also, I mean, uh, I used to speak English uh, a lot better when I was younger, but uh, I got a bit rusty and uh, <laughs> I kind of uh, like uh, express myself in English uh, way better through memes than, um, than uh, talking. So, yeah. Your English is uh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. There's nothing wrong with your English, though. <laughs> your English is far better than my Croatian or whatever your your native yeah. language is. Yeah, I'm gonna trust you on that. <laughs> <laughs> it is I mean, listen, there's plenty of people that go on fucking Twitter that have a far of a less grip on English. I mean, at least you don't have MTV English like Hans. You know what I mean? <laughs> You sound exactly like the the Viking that I picture you as. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Like, uh, but uh, but honestly, I when I was younger, I was uh, like uh, totally. I, I could uh, imitate uh, accents and shit, uh, and uh, during time, you know, when you don't use it. Uh, I just uh, like uh, <laughs> I just have a Eastern European accent now, and that's it. So yeah, it is. At least it's funny. It is prime. <laughs> it is prime. So tell me how like how did this is gonna sound stupid? So uh, I want to say this for the people that are listening. Me and you have talked about this before, Tony. That like when this is my take. When you're an American. And you grow up in a small town like I did. Uh, America is the first world and everything else is like dirt roads and potatoes and like <laughs> no electricity and like barely have any running water, like no indoor plumbing. It's just like it's this weird fucked up perspective that like you have as like an American. Right. So like in my mind, I've always wondered, like, how did you find bitcoin like because i think about croatia and i'm like like i think about croatia and the first thing i see is like your avatar holding borat's like fucking wagon say <laughs> you know what I mean? like that's how i see where you live like like so and i know that's not it i know that's just like my my fucked up american perspective on it um but like how how did you find like where did you hear about bitcoin Okay, uh, I mean, uh, where um, are you 
uh, do I answer like uh, where I did I hear about Bitcoin or uh, regarding your story uh, about uh, <laughs> how is it uh, uh, perspective like uh, on the third world or where are you now? Uh, Let's do that first. So, so that I just told you what my perspective as a small town American is, right? So yeah. tell me what, first of all, what it's actually like. And second of all, what's your perspective of America not growing up here? Because that's very interesting to me. I've never even thought about that. Like, how does how do you see America in your head being as you're from Croatia? And then we'll get into okay. like, then I want to know your origin story. Like, how did you find Bitcoin? Okay. What made you buy Bitcoin? Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so... Uh, the way I see America is, uh, uh, I love American values uh, in terms of, uh, uh, I love, uh, I'm a guy who loves freedom and hates the government. So uh, American values, uh, tr I mean, American values, uh, uh, traditional values uh, are quite uh, appealing to me because uh, uh, that's something uh, that's uh, uh, an uh, ideal to aspire to and beyond that. So uh, it's a uh, kind of uh, like uh, I aspire to uh, abolish all taxes and uh, uh, to have as much freedom as possible, you know. And uh, in terms of that, uh, America is uh, great to me. And uh, uh, but uh, I think uh, America is uh, <laughs> is a long way uh, from uh, those ideals. Now, I mean, I might uh, have uh, wrong perspective because I don't live there. But uh, the way uh, things uh, are going there. Uh, with all this uh, uh, stuff uh, with uh, culture war and shit, I, I don't know what is even happening, but yeah, it's uh, um, it's total uh, bullshit. And uh, in, in America's ideals uh, in terms of uh, capitalist economy are great, in my opinion, but... Uh, the problem is America doesn't have a free market economy a long time ago because uh, you, you have large corporations who incorporated themselves with the government and you have a weird uh, uh, thing with uh, lobbying uh, which allows uh, big firms to lobby with politicians and uh, them implementing uh, policies whichever they want and uh, yeah so it's uh, it all converts to total crony capitalism which doesn't have anything to do with uh, free market capitalism uh, so uh, it uh, all kind of uh, went uh, sideways in my mind uh, from those ideals which I spoke at first. How so, did you see it as a kid, though? Like, how did you? That I guess, yeah. 
so like how did you picture like in your head how did you picture america as a kid if that makes sense like was it yeah. like it's portrayed in the movies like you know everybody lives in suburbia where their houses are close to each other and everybody drives a new car and no actually i mean uh, i develop uh, i i developed uh, like uh, much uh, like uh, positive thinking uh, about uh, america um the the older i got because uh, when i was younger uh, uh, i mean i watched uh, american movies and shit but uh, uh, i didn't have uh, that uh, great opinion of american when i was younger you know it kind of uh, got to a better place when uh, as i got older so yeah uh, was it was it like a negative um like a negative view that you heard from people that were older than you like was it just like a gen- no, no. general a negative view about america no no it's more to do with like uh, my own personal development you know because uh, uh, when when you are a kid and uh, when you are in school and college and shit you don't know anything about the real world and uh, when you start working uh, a real job and uh, start uh, learning uh, for real about the world and how people uh, work and uh, how how their incentives work then you start uh, realizing uh, uh, the structure of uh, of the world, uh, how uh, the structure of uh, society, uh, how is it best, uh, uh, how, uh, how should it be arranged, you know? And uh, for me, uh, I, I developed this thinking only when I started working because uh, before I was working, I couldn't uh, develop uh, this kind of thinking because I just uh, didn't have uh, experience in a real world, you know. And uh, when I started working, uh, uh, this is a kind of uh, <laughs> a funny story because uh, when I started working, I I uh, took an internship in a firm which was uh, mostly state-owned, and uh, you know, Croatia was. Uh, uh, was a part of Yugoslavia, which was uh, uh, a communist or socialist uh, country, however you want to say it. And uh, this this company I started working with was uh, uh, basically a remnant, a remnant of uh, that system, or how should I call it? Or um, it was. Uh, it was still state-owned and uh, all the shit uh, uh, how it was functioning is uh, was the same like it was in uh, communism socialism and shit and uh, when i started working there and i i will be eternally grateful for it because uh, i learned uh, how incentives work and uh, how people function and I learned a lot of uh, about uh, psychology because people there 
just didn't give a fuck. They didn't work anything because they couldn't get laid off. You know, they were protected by unions and by the state. And I went in there like uh, an intern and uh, I was uh, totally unprotected. You know, I was like a, a person uh, like in a capitalist system and they were like uh, people in a socialist system. So they couldn't get laid off and whatever I do, uh, I I had to do perfect, you know, if I wanted to remain there and uh, work. And uh, that was kind of uh, totally eye-opening to me in terms of incentives because, yeah, it was totally fucked up. And uh, I then I'm, uh, totally understood why communism can never work, man. And it was so, sold to you like and you were, when you were in school and shit, I'm assuming because it's the same way that it's sold now where like the younger kids talk about socialism and all that shit like. It's sold to you like uh, everybody's going to work hard for the greater good. But the reality is nobody's going to work hard because they're protected and they can't get fired. I mean, uh, uh, it's kind of hard to explain because uh, uh, here, for example, when I when I went to college, uh, it's not like uh, these people are socialists, you know, because uh, um, Croatia was in uh, socialism and uh, they're kind of opposed to it but I would argue that uh, all these people I learned from and shit like uh, they are Keynesian uh, views you know and uh, Keynesian views have a lot of interference uh, from the state and uh, when they uh, when you learn about the economy from uh, these people uh, you you don't learn how incentives work at all you just uh, learn that uh, whatever happens uh, you know the state uh, can uh, figure it out anyway so it's uh, yeah, at the end of the day, for me, it's uh, total bullshit until you experience something yourself and uh, learn about it yourself. So that's it, basically. And uh, I think uh, what you said, like what happens now in uh, American schools and uh, universities, yeah, they are sold that bullshit. And... Uh, I think uh, it's uh, if you're indoctrinated in that way, it's uh, hard to uh, get rid of uh, those thoughts because uh, especially when you are young and idealistic because these thoughts are good for you, you know, like uh, good for the society because it's great uh, if, uh, if uh, everyone has the, the same and uh, everyone puts in the effort, everyone has the same, but if you know uh, in reality how things work, you know this will never <laughs> happen because uh, not everybody puts in the same effort and uh, not everybody is going to get uh, paid the same and uh, it will never 
ever work. So yeah, yeah I'm rambling on, but no, it's the yeah. same. You're absolutely right. It's the same bullshit that we deal with here. Like it's <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Like you just said, socialism. We'll we'll just use socialism because that's what I'm more familiar with. Yeah. Uh, but socialism in its purest form, if every single person did what they were supposed to do in, co- you know, together for the greater good. Sure. That's but that's such a utopian view it, that it goes against human nature. Like humans are not are not like that. If they were, we would have had peace 2000 years ago and. Like it would be, you know, we'd have one country in the whole world and everybody there'd be no countries, there'd be no governments. Everybody would just do the next right thing for the right reason. But that's not reality. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I mean, I when I was working uh, in this company, which I mentioned, like uh, I I experienced uh, myself like uh, firsthand when you get people who who will get their wage no matter what they do you know and uh, they don't have to work anything for it they will get uh, i mean we get our wages here at the end of the month you know monthly wages and he can like uh, jerk off for a month and uh, not do anything and he will get his wage at the end of the month and uh, you uh, you can work all month like uh, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and you will get the same wage for the same job. And uh, what's your incentive here? You know, that's uh, like uh, totally. Uh, you can uh, you can do that if you if you like uh, if you like work and uh, if you if you enjoy working. You know. You, you can manage it like uh, a couple of months or something, but then you will say, I mean, I, I enjoy working, but, you know, th- this guy next to me, he doesn't do anything and he gets uh, the same wage as I do. I will, uh, I, I, I will not do anything uh, to, out of spite, you know, not because I don't like to work. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. I feel like the whole, that whole fucking system is fucked. I don't even know if we have time to talk about all that, but that whole system is fucked when it comes to work. Work, in my mind, work should not be something that consumes your life. Work should be, there's a a reason for it. Yeah, like I, I, I work because I have to. Like, other than that, like the things that are important in your life should be family and building a family and and having, you know, your own uh, something to call your own. And like enjoying life There's this I, I honestly feel bad for the people you see it a lot in in Bitcoin. Like I, I feel bad for the people that are like moon boys, like you want it so <laughs> bad, like you think money is going to change your misery. But if you're miserable when you're yeah. broke, you're going to be fucking miserable when you're rich. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, man. So 
tell me about how Tony found Bitcoin. Like in this world where there's like, you know, you live in a potato field and you have like a, an <laughs> oxen cart that you have to pick up and like drag to work. How, like, where'd you hear about Bitcoin? <laughs> okay, so the first I heard about Bitcoin was, uh, I think it was around uh, 2010, 2011, something around there. Uh, and it was uh, on uh, Kaiser Report from Max Kaiser. And uh, that was because uh, I listened to Kaiser Report on and off since the time of uh, the financial crisis of 2008. Because, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I studied uh, economics and uh, I was interested in those topics. And at the time, uh, around 2008, I was... Uh, uh, interested in different perspectives and shit and uh, kind of stumbled upon uh, Kaiser Report and that's why I started listening to it because it was interesting to me to hear a different point of view and uh, yeah like I uh, heard about Bitcoin first around then 2010-2011 but uh, yeah, I heard about it. I didn't know anything about it and I totally disregarded it. And uh, I was a broke college student back then. So even if uh, I, you know, planned uh, to invest something or anything, I I didn't even have anything to, to invest. You know, everything I had uh, was like... Uh, for pure expenses so yeah but uh, i remember i was uh, uh, in college uh, around 2011 and uh, i was uh, talking to some professor uh, and this professor was like uh, a young guy modern and uh, shit and i i was asking him uh, what does he think about bitcoin is it a viable system, some shit like that? And uh, he just told me. Uh, and uh, Bitcoin was between uh, five or ten dollars uh, uh, at the time. And uh, he just told me, like, uh, uh, no, disregard that shit. It's a Ponzi scheme. So don't even look at that. And, uh, and that was kind of funny to me. Now looking back at that, and uh, at the end, uh, like, uh, this was the start when I heard about it. But uh, at the time, I didn't uh, dive deep or anything. And I didn't even know that uh, it was a limited supply of 21 million Bitcoin. And uh, I disregarded it uh, for years. But uh, in uh, 2017, when uh, Bitcoin started uh, that pump to 20,000, I I said, I mean, yeah, this uh, this thing is not going away. I have to take a look look at it. And uh, at the time, I was uh, working, you know, and uh, I had some savings, and I started uh, to to look at it, and. Uh, 
uh, at the time I thought uh, like uh, it was a bubble because uh, yeah it crossed uh, 15,000 and then went to 20. Uh, at the time I was thinking like uh, yeah this will uh, pop and then I'll buy cheaply or some shit but uh, at the time I still uh, didn't understand Bitcoin or anything I didn't dive deep and uh, at the end of 2017 and beginning of 2018 I started uh, like uh, finding uh, content about Bitcoin like uh, Andreas Antonopoulos and uh, then uh, when I found uh, Antonopoulos uh, then I found other people and stuff and uh, yeah th that's how I got into it and uh, when I got into it I have to admit like uh, at the start uh, like uh, I owned at the start I owned 90% Bitcoin, 10% shitcoins or something like that. Because uh, uh, I, I, I guess I was not immune to those scammers uh, on uh, YouTube and everywhere. And I thought, like, I didn't dive in, uh, into Bitcoin deep enough uh, at the start. So I thought, like, uh, there's going to be some shitcoin that... Uh, has uh, some utility value that has a token or some shit that will be some kind of infrastructures. You know, I fell for the narrative as some other people. And uh, yeah, I, but uh, I was uh, pretty much convinced, convinced about Bitcoin at the start. This was like, uh, I bought 10%, so just in case, and uh, yeah, but uh, it took me about five or six months to realize uh, that uh, these shitcoins will never work because uh, they are totally centralized and, uh, and uh, totally meaningless in terms of uh, all the functions they have. And then I converted everything back, back to Bitcoin and uh, that's it basically. So after that, I think in 2019, somewhere, somewhere in 2019, I made the Twitter account. And then I spent uh, around uh, a year, year and something, uh, just uh, lurking on Twitter and following accounts and not uh, posting anything. And then after I... I started uh, joining in uh, with uh, memes and shit and uh, having a great time with shit posting. That's it, basically. Yeah, it, I mean, listen, any, I don't know. I don't believe anybody who says that they never bought shit coins. Uh, that wasn't like, unless they were studying hard Bitcoin in like 2010. Like, I just don't, I don't buy it. I mean. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard uh, not to go through that phase because uh, uh, I think uh, that phase, uh, like, uh, actually encour encourages you to learn more about Bitcoin. So it's, uh, at least uh, that was uh, for me. 
I I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah, I talked to a normie friend the other day, who I haven't talked to in a while, and he hit me up on tel or I saw his name come up on Telegram. Said he joined Telegram, and I was like, oh. And I sent him a message like not even thinking, and then he was like, who the fuck is this? Because it's my nim on Telegram. <laughs> And he was like, oh, what's up, man? I, I only really use Telegram for crypto stuff. And I was like, instantly, like, I was like, oh. <laughs> he was like one of my best friends, dude, for like four years. And I was, I was like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's all good. I just kind of, you know, I missed the boat on Bitcoin. And I was like, uh, like trying so hard to not just like, you know destroy him like i would somebody on twitter you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah it's uh, like uh, uh, but uh, i don't know if i'm soft or something but uh, like uh, when you see shitcoiners on twitter you just uh, shit on them and that's it like <laughs> no problem but uh, when um, you talk to shitcoiners in real life at least me i like uh, i try to like really talk to them and uh, you know understand their point of view and uh, turn them to bitcoin but uh, yeah it's a kind of a different uh, perspective i remember one time this uh, one of my friends uh, who knows that i'm into bitcoin uh, so he had some friend uh, who uh, wanted to start buying uh, some cryptocurrencies and shit and <laughs> he uh, this friend uh, like connected us uh, so we go, go for a drink so i can explain some some shit to him and uh, i i go with them for a drink and this was a couple of years ago and uh, this guy starts talking about some shitcoin i think it was hedera hashgraph or some, some, something like that. And uh, he said, like, uh, this guy was a, a physiotherapist and he was working, uh, like, uh, for a club, uh, soccer club. So and smart they were, and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were uh, somewhere doing, uh, like, uh, preparation for the season. And they went to Australia somewhere. And they, there he met some doctor or some shit who told him that he should buy Hedera Hashgraph and he will secure his future or some shit like that. And I told to this guy, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, this guy told you that, but uh, he's probably invested in it. He's maybe even some partner or some shit he's uh, telling you this because he's telling everyone this because he wants to pump his bags you know and uh, if you if you are buying into it you know be prepared uh, to, to lose everything if you want to do something secure please uh, learn about bitcoin you can always contact me i will explain to you everything i know you know but uh, yeah there's no no chance uh, that uh, this guy wasn't going to uh, go all in, like in uh, everything he has, uh, like allocated uh, to crypto was going to this shitcoin, you know. 
and that's it. There is no help there. He just made up his mind, and that's it. And uh, in my experience, most most people are are like that. And uh, yeah, they have to learn from their own mistakes and uh, then circle back to Bitcoin. It's very hard uh, to have a conversation with somebody and like explain in a way that doesn't make you sound like a cult member that like yeah. Bitcoin is really the only thing that matters. Yeah, it's really hard because uh, when people start getting uh, start getting into it, they don't understand what the blockchain is, and they don't understand they don't understand uh, anything about it. They just uh, think uh, because uh, people on YouTube say this is decentralized, this is decentralized, this is decentralized. They just look at charts. I think. Uh, Zheze put a chart on uh, some shit like Nano or some uh, something like that uh, from 2017 with like um, these simplistic uh, features like uh, uh, transactions per second and uh, I don't know, some shit like that, you know. And uh, that was uh, the narrative back then in 2017, like uh, uh, transactions per second matter and... Uh, stuff like that and uh, you know uh, when you know anything about it it's uh, totally ridiculous but uh, it's uh, uh, totally hard to explain to noobs uh, why transactions per second uh, in a decentralized system are uh, uh, absurd talking point even so yeah i mean it's uh, Obviously, so people don't get me wrong, uh, it's obviously better uh, that you maximize uh, transactions per second, but uh, how can you even start uh, talking about trade-offs with noobs, you know? That's what I mean. Yeah, Uh, and I think that shit is difficult to talk about with normal people too, because they don't understand how the system that they're involved with now works. So (laughs) if they don't understand what they use every day, it's very hard to explain a system that is better and how it's better. If they don't understand what they're already doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and, Maybe uh, while we were talking, uh, this is the part I skipped, uh, like uh, regarding how I got into Bitcoin, because uh, like even before I got to college, I I knew how this system works uh, in terms of I in terms of fiat system and uh, how uh, banks do uh, fractional reserve banking and that kind of stuff. You know how money is created. I I knew this was a total scam uh, way back. And uh, uh, that's why these things uh, came natural to me afterwards, you know. And um, the problem is uh, this topic, uh, uh, most uh, normal people, they just don't want to talk about it. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird to me because 
I tried a lot of times uh, talking to uh, people uh, all around, uh, you know, whether it's uh, when I go out, uh, I don't know, have a drink with someone or uh, I'm um, in all types of situations. I tried uh, talking about this stuff, but uh, people, I have a feeling like uh, they refuse uh, these topics mostly because it's boring to them, you know. They want to have fun. They don't want to have this kind of converse conversations with you, you know. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of <laughs> hard uh, to speak uh, with people about it if uh, they are totally uninterested in it. Yeah, it's, I've tried, you know, I've tried to have this conversation with my mother and my mother in her life has done very well financially. Like from the time that I, you know, probably like my late teens on, you know, I was her youngest. So once I was out of the house, like she did very well financially. Like, she was very smart with her money her whole life. Like, she did what she was supposed to do. You know, she went to work at a young age, and she started putting money away in a 401k at a young age, and, like, did all the things in the traditional system that you're told you're supposed to do. And I, like, tried to have this conversation with Bitcoin about her, and she just, like, it just, it does not matter what I say. I, like, bought her books, and I sent her podcasts, and it just doesn't get through. She just like has no space for it. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I was telling her, you know, I bought my first like sizable purchase of Bitcoin was at like 16,000. And I told her then I'm like, just, just buy $5,000 worth. I was like, you know, and she's like having this discussion. I'm like, Listen, answer a question for me. If you took five grand out of your 401k, could you still retire the way you want to retire and when you want to retire? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, so why, what does it matter? Like, maybe I'm wrong, but like, what if I'm not wrong? <laughs> like, what if you put that five grand in now and when you retire in eight years or 10 years, like your life is magnitudes better because you did. Like you're, you're able to live the retirement life that you want to, instead of like, you know, counting your pennies to make sure you can buy a loaf of bread because that's the system that we live in. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, uh, I totally understand the, like, uh, mindset of, uh, your mother and uh, that's uh, the most experience I got when I tried the orange people, uh, orange peeling people uh, is uh, like uh, that kind of reaction. But uh, yeah, but uh, I'm really glad, for example, that uh, I managed to orange peel my, uh, my parents. And uh, yeah, that, that was kind of... <laughs> a uh, great uh, to experience uh, like uh, when I talked about all of this uh, with my father he he just uh, like uh, he doesn't know much about financial system and shit but uh, he knows intuitively it's a scam you know and he trusts me so when I 
explained uh, how everything works and uh, how Bitcoin works. Uh, he understood it basically intuitively and uh, he's good with computers and stuff. So he understood uh, how cryptography works. And uh, he said, yeah, that makes total sense for me. And uh, he said to me right away, you know, yeah, here's some money, you know, uh, can you do that for me, buy Bitcoin and uh, store it for me? And I said, yeah, sure. And uh, after that, he just uh, like uh, every once in a while, he just uh, tells me, you know, calls me, tells me, uh, you uh, tells me that uh, he wants to add some more. Can I buy some Bitcoin for him? And that's especially what's funny to me is like uh, he gets it because he always calls me when a Bitcoin <laughs> depreciates a lot. You know, he doesn't call me when it's a mania. So I, I, uh, I add something. Uh, you know, when uh, Bitcoin falls, I don't know, 20, 30 percent. Then he calls me, you know, I have some money. Uh, can you buy some Bitcoin for me? And that's it. Yeah, I, that's, uh, like I'm proud of him in terms of that, but uh, I didn't uh, manage to uh, to I don't know how to put this, but uh, explain to him uh, that he should uh, do self custody. He does it uh, over me, you know. I hold it for him, but uh, I explain to him how he. I, I left him instructions how he gets uh, to his Bitcoin if something happens to me. But uh, yeah, he isn't interested enough to, you know, do it all by himself. It's so the only person in my family that gets it is my older brother, uh, who I can say I'm pretty sure is, is my fault. Uh, but like I, I watch it with my father, you know, I, I work with my father and like I watch it in real time. It's so disheartening to watch him because he's he's pinned his entire life and like the rest of like the, his future on the fact that he's going to turn a certain age and get Social Security and that's how he's going to live. And I'm like, <laughs> You like you don't even realize that like the system is just f- gonna fuck you, like yeah, it's never gonna happen. Like you're just you're just gonna get fucked. So it's so hard to watch it like in real time with him and him just like not want to do anything else because he's so sure. You know, we had talked about it in the in the chat, but like he not i don't even want to go down like the whole rabbit hole about vaccines and shit but like he got the vaccine and was like all about telling me that i needed to get the vaccine and like he got his second shot of the vaccine and he got really fucking sick like i i had to take him to the hospital he got wicked fucking sick and you know this this guy is like the kind of guy that like could fucking chew up nails like he's just a hard 
motherfucker. Like everybody, everybody that knows him will tell you that he's a hard man. And I remember like riding, driving him to the hospital and him like not, he wouldn't even look at me. And he was just like, you know, when I was growing up and you went to school and they told you to get a vaccine or whatever, you, you know, you just did it because that's what it was supposed to, what you were supposed to do. Like, you know, maybe I fucked up by doing this. And just to see like that defeat from him, just like it was like this very short moment of like, holy fucking shit. Like maybe they're lying to me. Yeah. Like after believing in this system is his whole life. To just be like, wow, like maybe they're fucking lying to me. And like, it's so difficult to watch him go through it now with like the whole social security shit and like looking forward to it. And he like, I'm going to retire on social security. And I'm just like, the way the fucking economy is going and the way everything is going, like you're going to be fucked when that time comes. Like you are going to be fucked. And he, he was the child of immigrants. So he has like this this really i get pride but he has like this really strange pride uh about like his house right like he lives in his grandparents house my grandfather my my grandparents came here when they were little kids and his grandparents like bought this house when they moved to america and he loves that house and i was like if you want my honest opinion like you know, he bought the house for $50,000 and it's worth pretty close to a million now. I'm like, <laughs> sell your fucking house and retire. <laughs> you laughed, but I told him that and he didn't talk to me for a week. <laughs> he was like, you have no respect from way, for where you came from. Blah, blah, blah. It, you know, uh, our family history means nothing to you. And I'm like, you're fucking retarded. Like, <laughs> I literally, and I talked to him like, like me and my dad have like a relate, have a relationship, like two frat brothers. Like I tell him he's fucking retarded all the time. And he like goofs on himself. He's like, yeah, I've been stupid my whole fucking life. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you just sell your fucking house. Like you're, you're an idiot. And I tell, I tell him flat out. I'm like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but like when you die, it's me and my brother. And neither one of us have a half a million dollars to buy the other one out. So we're going to sell your house. <laughs> so just sell your fucking house and take your money. Like that was the best investment you made in your whole life. You didn't do anything else right money wise, but you like so happened to fall into this property. That's now worth a boatload of money. Like fucking sell it and go to like South beach and like, I don't know, finger a bunch of college girls or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> now he talks about wanting to save Ukrainian women. He's like, I see them on the news. They look pretty fucking good. Yeah, nothing wrong with saving them. <laughs> I said, you're a fucking moron. You can't even subtract without a fucking calculator. You're going to be up in the fucking immigrant immigration office trying to fucking cherry pick which fucking Ukrainians you want. Yeah, but uh, let me ask you something like uh, you touched on it uh, when you when you were talking about uh, uh, when you were driving, driving your father and uh, he was saying like uh, uh, back in the day uh, when we were told to get the vaccine we got it and uh, shit like do it, uh, uh, my question is like uh, do you think do you think uh, when 
back in uh, back in the day or i don't know uh, how long uh, ago do we go back but uh, do you think uh, that uh, media and uh, the government uh, back in the day uh, were saying uh, the truth and uh, uh, thinking uh, the best of uh, uh, the best uh, what is the best uh, for their citizens or uh, is it uh, i guess uh, my question is is it uh, changed from back then or uh, do we just now have uh, more information uh, as opposed to back then you know uh, back then they just had uh, i don't know one uh, a few uh, government backed or uh, a few national channels uh, which uh, all spouted the same shit and they all just believed it because uh, it was on the television and that's it and now we have the internet and we can find the sources and shit so yeah so, what's your opinion about that so all i can speak to is like my experience with my family um i do think generally you had more uh good actors in the government establishment i don't think it was as financially incentivized to be um somebody in government then as it is now um but that being said like my my family came here because there was no opportunity where they were uh so like they came here and they like they worked really hard and they built a good life and you know they got they came in like the prime era of like the american dream being achievable so they came and there was this big promise of like a new life and, you know, the American dream. And they came and they were able to like see that manifest in their own life. So I think it made for like a really strong belief system that like this, you know, America is all the things that it says it is. It's the, the land of promise and, you know, all these things. And, you know, I had family members who fought in the world, you know, in the world wars in Korea and, like they very proud to be an American Americans. Like I, you know, as much as my grandfather came over here when he was a little kid, um, like my grandfather and grandmother both spoke fluent Portuguese, uh, but they would never speak Portuguese in front of us when we were kids. Um, and if the, if somebody in the house spoke Portuguese, when we were there, my grandfather would like scold them. <laughs> Like you're in Amer like you're in America, speak English, because they were afraid that like we were gonna be, um, like looked at different because we had an accent or, you know, and to some degree they were right. Yeah, they they wanted uh, all of you to assimilate basically in the society. Yes, so it was like you know my they were like a very proud to be an American like heritage and, you know the this. I guess when you come here from somewhere that sucks really, really bad, especially at that time, like it's easy to come here and be like, it's fucking great here. <laughs> like it's yeah. great here. Like they came from a place that, you know, they had no running water and like, you know, they, they lived in like a little fishing village in the Azores islands. So like, 
you know, the, there was nothing there. And, and to come here and be able to like go to a city and like see all these big things and all this technology and all this stuff happening, uh, you know, it was very easy for them to be like, you know, America is the best fucking place in the world. And obviously they just want what's best for us. Whereas, you know, now that I'm like third generation, it's like this fucking country sucks. <laughs> it may not suck as much as other places, but it still sucks. Like the government still blows. And I think government is a lot bigger now than it was then. Like government wasn't as involved in your everyday life back then. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, uh, I uh, I mean I I don't know if we uh, continue this on podcast, but uh, I have one. Uh, I have some views uh, like uh, regarding uh, USA in general. Like I have a feeling like. Uh, uh, uh usa like was uh i don't think it's it's a coincidence but uh it was a totally like uh uh prosperous country moving forward uh like uh until uh the fed was established in uh, what was it uh 19 uh, I don't know the exact year. Was it 12, 15 or something? And uh, back then, and then uh, they started uh, getting into world wars. And uh, uh, then the growth of the country uh, started uh, to to get funded basically by war. And then the whole world accepted that uh, dollar was uh, convertible to gold and all other uh, currencies uh, were convertible to dollar. And basically uh, that established uh, US domination in the world. And uh, then the 70s happened and uh, Nixon uh, abolishing gold standard and that's uh, when it really went all to shit so it's actually funny i was talking to my wife about this the other day and uh like i remember my grandfather uh telling me that when he got back from korea he could buy a brand new corvette for like 3500 bucks like brand fucking new. And he's like, I didn't. And it was like one of the biggest regrets of my life, not buying it. Cause it was worth multitudes more later on. Um, yeah. But you know, I remember hearing stories of like, you know, my grandmother didn't work and my grandfather was the only one that worked and he brought home like $46 a week. And they had like a fucking great life, like a great life. They, you know, they owned 10 acres and they had a nice house and like, that was the life that they had on a paycheck like that. And like, so they lived this different experience, you know, they lived this different experience where like you could achieve the things that, you know, they try to sell you nowadays. And it's just so sad yeah, that we just, we've become such a consumerism, like society that nothing is sustainable and like nobody, 
nobody lives to like pay their bills and then enjoy the rest of their life. Everybody lives to like buy the next thing and like paycheck to paycheck. And I need a bigger house and I need a newer car. And um, yeah, everyone is stuck in a hamster wheel. It's all fucking bullshit to me. Like, I don't, yeah. I never bought into all that. Like, I was always like a cheap car, <laughs> drive it till it's broke and buy another cheap car type of guy. I, I don't know. My friends went out at like 19, 20, 21 and like bought brand new cars. And I'm like, why? Why? Like you buy yeah. a brand new car, you're going to throw a coffee cup on the floor the same way I do six months from now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to be uh, like uh, uh, regarding cars, like uh, I, 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 Currently, I drive a car from 97, so it's fucking uh, 25 years old. But you have a car, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have a car in a land of ox carts, so you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah that's true, but uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say, like, uh, yeah, I, I put off uh, for years uh, buying a new car and uh, I finally uh, am buying a new car you know like uh, I ordered a new car uh, at the end of last year but you waited and, till it made sense financially you didn't go with the American way and yeah, just, like, yeah, throw absolutely. yourself into a massive I'm, amount of debt no no man I, like uh, I was uh, I, I wanted to buy a used car and uh, I was uh, checking up the market uh, for about uh, a year, even more than a year, you know. And uh, I realized uh, the used car market in Europe currently is fucking insane. And uh, then... Uh, all of a sudden, at the end of last year, I saw an opportunity to buy a new car. I mean, brand new. And uh, it uh, made sense financially to me. And uh, that's it. Like, uh, I ordered a new car. And, you know, I'm a fucking Bitcoiner. And I wouldn't buy a car uh, if I could, uh, you know... Uh, if I could uh, live without the car, I would fucking live without the car and I would rather buy Bitcoin. But uh, yeah, I need a fucking car for work, you know, because uh, I can't uh, do uh, public transit because it's a totally uh, unrealistic thing for me because it's uh, if I have my own car, it takes me about 10 to 15 minutes to work and if i uh, go with public transit it's uh, something like uh, hour and something because it's uh, because my city has a terrible uh, uh, urban planning and uh, and uh, public transport so yeah it's uh, not an option for me to not have a car at all and uh, this was the best option for me and 
Yeah, I took, I didn't use Bitcoin for it, of course. But yeah, I, I will give up uh, future uh, uh, stacking sets uh, for, for that kind. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's important to not listen to your favorite influencer people and, you know, don't make your life fucking difficult to, to fucking stack sats and like live in a box and like life is for living in my opinion. Like, yeah, stack as much as you can, but like, don't make your fucking life hard to do it. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyway, Tony, thank you so much for fucking taking the time, especially at the ass crack of dawn in uh, where you're at. And uh, yeah, you know, thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It was great to have you, man. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. And uh, it's good to just like get a different perspective than uh, most of what you hear out there. Like, uh, you know, most of what you hear out there is from people who are Americans or people who are, you know, Australians or Brits or whatever. And it was just cool to get like a different perspective from somebody who doesn't live in an area where you hear from a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what uh, people will get from it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was glad to be on and uh, yeah, I, I was a bit drunk. I'm not going to lie, but uh, <laughs> those but, are the best, uh, the best yeah. time to talk to you though, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I appreciate you, brother, and uh, I'll catch you on Twitter. Likewise, man. See you. Later. Fuck wasabi.